Um, you can start now. Hello and welcome to Interlinked. The Interlinked podcast is a part of the official research platform Nickel and Dime of the Center for Economic Studies. The podcast aims to hold nuanced conversations on the interdisciplinary nature of the problems that are intriguing the world today. In many ways, intersectionality has become the backbone of most academic discourses. No longer can we afford to take a siloed approach to understanding modern-day problems. Interlinked aims to break down barriers between various social, political, and economic issues, and have nuanced conversations about the intersections between them. I am Madhuvita Suresh, a third-year undergraduate at the OP Jindal Global University, majoring in environmental economics. And today, I am joined by Bilkis Kalkatawala, a research analyst at the Center for New Economic Studies and a second-year economics and finance student at Ashoka University. This podcast is a part of our special series in collaboration with the Jindal Global Center for G20 Studies that we that would include a series of conversations on themes related to the to the G20 focus area under India's presidency. Today's conversation will focus on the integration of MSMEs into global trade and we have with us Ranan Banerjee. Ranan Banerjee is a partner at PwC India with over 25 years of experience in the consulting industry. He has worked with clients across multiple sectors and geographies, demonstrating strong leadership, governance, and entrepreneurial skills that have led to the development and growth of profitable practice at the firm. Currently, Ranan leads the government sector work and the economic advisory services practice at PwC India. He's a highly respected professional in the consulting industry, known for his commitment to excellence, thought leadership, and industry expertise. Thank you so much for joining us today, sir, and we really appreciate you taking out the time to do this. Thank you, Mother Mitter, for the invitation and look forward to the conversation. To start off, we would like to talk about the state of MSMEs into global trade and G20. So, sir, in this regard, could you collab- could you elaborate on the role of MSMEs in global trade, especially with regards to G20, and what are some of the broad challenges they face while entering international <coughs> markets? Yeah, so, uh, see, MSMEs have been the backbone and are the backbone of many economies. It represents 95% of all companies worldwide. And it also accounts for 60% of employment. In developing economies, they contribute to around 35% of GDP. And in developed countries, around 50% as per the WTO. But MSMEs have historically had much lower rates of participation in international trade than the larger firms. This is due to reasons like uh, access barriers to information and also lack of financing that continue to hinder the participation of MSMEs in international trade. However, new technologies are presenting opportunities as well as uh, resource constraints, including in terms of human and financial capital that is available to the MSMEs. And when we talk about MSMEs, actually, it is quite a wide range. 
and the majority of this MSMEs fall in the micro segment, especially these firms or these organizations, the micro enterprises have a lot of constraints on access to resources as access to financial capital. So they obviously become significantly less competitive in trade than the larger firms. There's this uh, 2016 World Trade Report where uh, it indicates that a, a larger firm in a developed economy is more likely to trade internationally than the MSMEs, even in developed economy. And in 2016, when this uh, report was published, at that time, MSMEs accounted for only 34% of exports on average in developed economies, despite the fact that more than 90% of all firms were MSMEs. So clearly there are challenges for MSMEs. While MSMEs are the backbone of an economy, there are challenges for them to participate in international trade and in global trade. And they, the key things are that they are less resilient to external shocks. So when there are external shocks like commodity price fluctuations or supply chain disruptions due to geopolitical events, they are uh, like we experienced during COVID, they are much less resilient to external shocks than the larger firms. So that's that I would summarize as, 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 as a scenario that they are very important in the domestic economy, but they are unable to hook in to the global value chain or in participate in the international trade because of essentially smaller size and hence constraints in access to finance, access to uh, resources, and even access to technology. Um, thank you for that, sir. Uh, my question was more so along the lines of how would you place India in the global market with regards to its MSME sector? So if we look at India yeah, and if we look at the uh, the NSS 73rd round, though this is uh, for the period 1516, but I don't think that uh, there have been a major change. Uh, we had about uh, uh, more than uh, 6.3 crore, or uh, it's like 63 million uh, unincorporated non agricultural MSMEs in the country uh, who were in different economic activities. Uh, out of this, about uh, 19 uh, million were in manufacturing uh, alone and uh, about uh, 23 million in trade, uh, besides about 20 million in other services. Now, clearly, these are large numbers uh, that that is there in the Indian context. Uh, and our MSMEs do a lot of exports, though it may not be to the extent that we would like it to be, but that they contribute significantly to exports. Like if we look at uh, US, uh, uh, the MSMEs exported about $54.7 billion uh, worth of uh, goods and services. Uh, and it ranges from 54 billion to US to 
uh, 13 million to UAE, and uh, uh, even to Europe, uh, it, it, it's a country like Belgium, uh, it uh, exports uh, 4.7 billion dollars, uh, US dollars uh, kind of volume. So yes, it is like globally, we are, the MSMEs are not there uh, to the extent we would like them to be, but they are contributing a lot uh, to our exports. And we need to support uh, the MSMEs to get uh, hooked into the global uh, value chains. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for highlighting that. So uh, now we will be discussing about government policies and global market access for MSMEs. So my question to you is that what role do government policies and regulations play in enabling or inhibiting MSME's participation in global trade? So government, uh, governments across the globe, and especially in India, uh, the uh, governments have been trying to support the MSMEs because obviously it employs, uh, it, it is the largest employer in any economy, and therefore it is imperative. Uh, it becomes uh, politically imperative for governments to support MSMEs. And uh, there are various ways in governments uh, try to support MSMEs. One is that uh, the MSMEs uh, suffer from uh, access to finance challenges because they don't have collaterals. And therefore, the collateral requirements for MSMEs uh, are kind of addressed by governments through trade guarantee clients. Uh, there are uh, preferable or subsidized uh, loans uh, that uh, that are extended, credit that is extended to MSMEs uh, by governments. Uh, the two examples from India, if we take at, uh, we have the Credit Guarantee Fund Trust for Micro and Small Enterprises, uh, which is the acronym is more familiar, CGT in the C, and also the Emergency Credit Line Guarantee Scheme that was ex uh, extended during COVID uh, to provide uh, collateral free uh, credit to uh, the micro and small enterprises. Uh, there have been significant allocations uh, from the government uh, to support the MSMEs. So essentially, uh, the, the, the other aspect of uh, policy that the governments uh, look at is simplified uh, compliance uh, burden on MSMEs, uh, simplified uh, taxation or even lower taxation, uh, preferred uh, procurement from MSMEs, payments, uh, uh, faster payments to MSMEs, uh, like we have example of threads in India, where uh, and, 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 the, and the larger corporations and all the uh, consumers from MSMEs are required to make payments to MSMEs of their valid claims within 30 days. But these are all to lower their working capital requirements. So there are uh, aspects towards compliance, aspects towards finance and aspects towards uh, facilitating exports uh, are the three uh, broad areas of policy intervention that governments uh, generally undertake. Thank you for that, sir. Um, how can India build resilience in terms of its supply chains while it recovers from the effects of both the Russia-Ukraine war and the COVID-19 pandemic? See, the resilience in supply chains uh, has to come from the key risk that all supply chains 
experienced uh, during the COVID and also the uh, Ukraine conflict is uh, the concentration risk. The while there was a philosophy of uh, the production happening at the most efficient place, uh, this led to uh, over a period of time concentration risk of uh, components and inputs for various industries. Uh, and this particularly created the major chaos that we uh, faced during uh, the COVID. For example, for pharma industry, the APIs were concentrated. For the various uh, white goods as well as any equipment that we use nowadays, the chips were concentrated. So, so they clearly uh, the, uh, the the concentration risk is what uh, came up. The only way uh, to build resilience uh, to such shocks, especially uh, is, whether it's for India or for any other country, is to diversify uh, its its uh, supply chain and uh, also get plugged into the global value chains as they are reorienting over a period of time. So that's that would be the uh, that that will be the only way to build resilience uh, in terms of supply chains uh, when it uh, comes uh, from such external events. So that you have a fallback option of uh, alternate or rather alternate options to fall back on uh, in to other suppliers when such shocks. Uh, thank you for that excellent answer, sir. Uh, now we will be moving on to discussing about technology and global market access for MSMEs. We know that technology and access to global market go hand in hand. So in this regard, could you throw a light on how the G20 in particular can help MSMEs leverage technology to improve their access to global markets? Right, so the, the challenge that uh, uh, the MSMEs face is the key challenge is from the asymmetry and the asymmetry in power, uh, market power, asymmetry in information access, asymmetry in credit access and asymmetry in resource access plus asymmetry in technological uh, access. So what the G20 can help is how do we democratize uh, access to technology, capital, resources, markets, and also democratize access to information uh, to the MSMEs and bring them at par with larger organizations so that the market distortions that we see can be addressed. And some good examples, uh, and India actually has taken a lead in this. And I think it can uh, drive these discussions. The good uh, examples of these are uh, the ONDC, the Open Network for Digital Commerce, and also the OCEN, which is the Open Credit Enablement Network. So these are two uh, initiatives from the uh, government side, which is trying to democratize access and democratize information in India as far as access to markets and access to uh, credit is concerned. So there are uh, so that the MSMEs don't get left behind, and they they even the micro and enterprises don't get left behind, and they have access to all the potential markets as well as uh, potential sources of credit through these platforms. So 
the G20 can actually support the propagation and adoption of such open networks for commerce, which is going to support all MSMEs. And it is an imperative because with the asymmetry in wealth that has taken place, and we've been talking about inclusive development and the need for inclusive development. Given that the micro and small enterprises constitute the largest number of enterprises in any country and employs the largest uh, number of people, it, it is imperative that we support them and support their resilience and growth for even social political stability in countries. So it's an imperative that G20 nations support democratization of access and democratization of information through such open networks. Thank you for such an elaborate answer on technology and global access for MSMEs. Um, now we'll move on to the role of strategic partnerships and how can the G20 help MSMEs build those strategic partnerships with organizations to ease their entry into global markets? Yeah, so the first thing is that we all know that there is a lot of uh, push for the green and the blue agenda uh, for the G20 markets and, and the governments. So we have to see uh, that how as, as G20 nations, uh, we have to see how this push to the green and blue agenda does not lead to an exclusion of the micro and small enterprises from the various access to market and being part of the various value chains. So yeah. to ensure that while we give this push to the various transition, how do we help the MSMEs also transition so that they are either not cut off or their access is not limited. So we have to have this push with that into consideration and not only for the larger firms, but for the micro enterprises, that is the smallest of the enterprises, how they should not get adversely impacted or how do we mitigate the adverse impacts of the transition on the micro and small businesses. The other one would be, of course, the advancing the G20 SME finance and uh, broader financial inclusion agenda. And this has to be through better outreach of digital solutions to the most vulnerable uh, the micro and small enterprises. And uh, I already elaborated that how uh, open networks uh, can facilitate this. The other one would be uh, sustaining uh, the guidance and support for the digital transformation of MSMEs itself because uh, there are digital tools uh, that the MSMEs need to adopt. Their capacity uh, needs to be enhanced. They need to be trained how to use them uh, so that they can hook on to the digital economy. And uh, when I say digital economy, it is not the digital business part of it, but how to get hooked on to the digital platforms and reap the benefits of uh, the, the digital world and uh, through digital access to markets, access to finance, and similarly access to information. So that's something that uh, that will be important. Then uh, fostering greater business linkages and integration of MSMEs uh, to resilient uh, regional 
uh, value chains. While we are talking about global value chains, can there be regional value chains on which they can be plugged in better uh, to give a voice to a region? And also, it, it kind of allows de-risking of uh, the supply chain from disruptions in one, say, nation in a region. So if it's a regional value chain that is supporting, then that could also uh, help. Thank you for that elaborate answer, sir. So um, now that we are seeing sustainability being an important practice adopted by several industries, how can MSMEs increase competitiveness with sustainability? And in that regard, could you also comment on the G20 policy toolkit? Yeah, so see, the, if we look at the G20 policy toolkit, uh, the reflections that are there uh, is uh, the optimizing the regulatory environment. Now, the G20, as we transition to uh, the neo-multilateralism and uh, the, the green transition and the, and, the, and the climate and sustainability aspects, how do we have graded uh, kind of regulatory compliance requirements for the for the various uh, uh, tiers of of the enterprises, especially the micro and small enterprises. So there will be uh, there has to be a lot of coordination and synergy uh, between the countries so that uh, we don't uh, create uh, non-tariff barriers and process barriers or compliance barriers for uh, the MSMEs. So that is on the on the regulatory environment. And of course, uh, the entrepreneurship, education, and skills development becomes very important because the business is changing, the ways of business are changing, and new businesses are coming up. And this is a continuous process. It is not that it is happening today. It has happened across the ages. So as new businesses, new areas, uh, new technologies come in and it disrupts uh, the business processes and the businesses. How do we help in entrepreneurship, education and skilling in the new technology, new jobs, green jobs, transition jobs? That is where, again, uh, the G20 nations have to focus on and how do we support not only the G20, but outside the G20, the smaller nations, how do we support them in the skilling and entrepreneurship education? Because it is an imperative, because if we don't do that, then, and if the younger workforce is going to be idle, then that leads to uh, social instability. So it is a very, very important imperative that the G20 focuses on in entrepreneurship education so that there are more entrepreneurs in the new age businesses and there is skill development so that there is an act the the youth is gainfully employed in the in the new age uh, opportunities that are coming up so that's the that's the second area and of course uh, the there has to be uh, uh, the, uh, the third reflection was on technology exchanges and innovation I think this is very, very important that when we say open access, uh, when there is a there is a research and development, how do we 
share the costs of the research and development without demotivating the the R&D ecosystem of uh, the upsides being capped. How do we ensure that the R&D efforts and innovation continue and they reap the benefits of innovation, but we still democratize that innovation and is, that is made accessible to the micro and small enterprises and that balancing of the same and how do you one how do the countries or nations have a framework around that to finance it is is going to be very very important on the first day then of course uh the access to finance uh, related points i've already covered that uh, the 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 areas like open uh Trade enablement work, the, uh, the OCEN that is being experimented in India, more and more such uh, democratization of access to finance uh, and information and common uh, platforms on which the various uh, ecosystem players can come on have to be explored. Uh, these are the key ones, I would say, uh, where uh, the G20 should be focusing on, and these are very, very important imperatives not only from MSME perspective, but from in, from the inclusion agenda, from uh, the social stability agenda. So given that the world is, now we call it a poly crisis and a Burma crisis. So the, the MSMEs have a much lesser wherewithal to survive in a Burma crisis in a poly crisis world. And it will be very important for the G20 to deliberate on it that how we nurture and support the MSME ecosystem, which has been the largest employer and largest contributor to economies going forward so that they can survive in the fractured world that we are living in. Thank you so much, sir, for highlighting these imperatives and they're such important factors to consider in our discussion about the state of MSMEs in global trade. Um, with that, we also come to the end of our podcast conversation for today. We would like to extend a huge thank you and express our gratitude for Mr. Anand Banerjee for taking up the time and joining us today. Um, not only did he share some insights on the state of um, MSMEs in global trade, but also highlighted governmental policies, technology, and strategic partnerships and sustainability that are extremely important factors that we need to consider going forward. Thank you once again, sir, for doing this. And I'm sure our viewers will benefit a lot from today's conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.